This is The Topic is Trek, episode 136 for Friday, April 21st, 2023. Coming up in this episode, all hail the Emperor. They have come to save us. Take that, Lord of the Rings. All that and more right now on The Topic is Trek. Swords are fun. Welcome to The Topic is Trek, the podcast that runs on impulse power. Join us for a journey where no show has gone before. If it has to do with Star Trek, there's a good chance we'll talk about it. Sooner or later, because on this show, the topic is Trek. Engage already! Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another thrill-packed episode of The Topic is Trek. Uh, I'm going to give you some fair warning. We've got some interesting things to talk about tonight, so we may be running a little long, so you might want to take this one in pieces. If you're watching it live, well, first of all, welcome. We usually record every other Thursday night at around 9.30 Eastern, and we try to put that out on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, I believe. So feel free to um, to join us. All right. And also All put the- on your tinfoil hats because we're going to talk about spoilers here tonight. That's right. There will be spoilers. Of- Spoiler <laughs> like the alarm said, there will indeed be spoilers. <laughs> and as we've already heard, I don't know how the voice got here before he did, because beaming in to join me from Parts Unknown is Mr. Craig Stepp. Hello. That, that, that's the hypno catchphrase, hello? <laughs> uh, I'll be wow. honest with you. I forgot, to look, like, I forgot to look one up. I'm new, sorry. We've hit type. a new low. Yeah. Well, if, you, if you think of one in the middle of the show, just, just blurt just, it out. Just shout it out. <laughs> we won't mind. And also is my other co-host, Mr. Craig Stepp. Uh, Mr. Craig Stepp. Mr. Chuck <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about Craig and his, and his catchphrase. It's like turnabout intruder. There's just two Craigs and nothing good can come of that. As opposed to two Garys, but that's another story for another day. Okay. May the force be with you. Mm. Uh, and how are you doing, uh, sir? That that that's you, Chuck. Well, me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going on to like Gary. You said two Garys. I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Now, can we introduce right. Gary? We, we have can. an imposter aboard. We have, a... <laughs> we have an imposter aboard. Already have control. How did I lose control so fast? <laughs> lose. You lost control. We you have a special guest with us. Um. Mr. Gary Lindros is joining us this evening. Say hello, Gary. Hello, Gary. Hey, guys. <laughs> How's it going today? You know, I have uh, to say, you know, watching these shows, uh, I think McCoy was onto something with those transporters. <laughs> yeah, absolutely he was. Yeah. And we will, that's a that's a bit of a spoiler there. Well, yes, that is still a bit of a spoiler for what we're going to be talking about, but absolutely. Uh, so we have, we're going to be talking about a few late-breaking 
news stories, and then we're going to be talking about episodes 9 and 10 of Star Trek Picard. So if you haven't seen episodes 9 and 10 of Star Trek Picard, first of all, why not? And second, you might want to watch those and then come back and listen or watch the podcast. We'll we'll pause and wait here while you go do that. Well, that's electronic. Well, not if we're live, we won't pause and wait for them to do that. That's two hours worth of... We will, if you're listening afterwards or watching afterwards, we will indeed pause for It's you. way longer if you're like me and take lots of notes. Play two lines. Pause, write something down. Yeah, <laughs> right. All right, but it's time to, to do, take a quick turn at Subspace Chatter. But in order to do that, we have to get everything cleared away with a good old Charlie X. So, Charlie, are we ready to head into Subspace Chatter? You don't need all that Subspace Chatter. And thank you so much for your ringing endorsement. Yeah, stupid Charlie. Uh, Chuck, you have the first story. All righty. Paramount Plus has announced a Star Trek Section 31 project starring Michelle Yeoh as Emperor Philippa Giorgio. But it'll be an event film for the streaming service instead of a series. The official yeah. logline for the movie is... Emperor Philippa Giorgio joins a secret division of Starfleet tasked with protecting the United Federation of Planets and faces the sins of her past. Section 31, of course, was introduced in Star Trek Deep Space Nine, has been featured in Enterprise, Discovery, Lower Decks, Picard, and Star Trek Into Darkness. A Section 31 series with Yo had been in various stages of development since way before the pandemic back in 2019. Oh, yeah. The news comes out a month after Yo won an Academy Award for Best Actress for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Hmm. Sounds like that's dealing with alternate universes and multi-dimensions as well. All at once. Making her first Asian person, making her the first Asian person to win the award. She also won at the SAG Awards, Independent Spirit Awards, and the Golden Globes. Star Trek Section 31 will be Paramount's first original Star Trek movie. Production is set to begin later this year. There were no other casting announcements and no release date was given. Craig Sweeney from Limitless and Medium will write the film and Olatunde Osunsami, or something like that, from Discovery and The Man Who Fell to Earth will direct. I'm sure I'll learn to pronounce that by the time this film comes out. Well, I hope so, because he's been directing Discovery for like five years. Now. Yeah, right. You've mentioned yeah. his name a bunch of times, but it is, it is uh, Olatunde I got because somebody else I know is named Olatunde. So that one was pretty easy for me. We have some late breaking news as well. Um, this one comes from The Hollywood Reporter that apparently the plan is although it's not confirmed, but the plan is apparently to have a Star Trek movie event every two years on oh. Paramount Plus. Okay. So we don't know how that will fit in. Is that going to take the place of doing another series? Because no, as we know, we're, we're ending two things and replacing it so far with just one, which is Starfleet mm-hmm. Academy. So is this going to be the other part of replacing those two shows well i will say that this is a this is an interesting development because um we didn't even discuss the possibility oh man instead of a series why don't they just do a movie right nobody did right and And importantly does this mean that they're not going to do any real movies so to speak you know theater releases real theatrical i think that's still up in the air 
as as to what the the plan is for that. I th- I was reading, I think I was reading someplace that the part of the thought process was to build up the momentum on the streaming service before you decided to go another movie uh, in the theaters with it. But hard to say because we know Chris Pine and Zach and the gang are are anxious to to get up back back out there as well. So. Mm-hmm. What do we call it, uh, Clinton? The STCU. Uh, this I said the start the Star Trek streaming service universe or something like yeah. that is is just very confusing to, oh, to try to make that work. Okay. Oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, the next story just broke again the other day, and that is that the Star Trek Strange New Worlds teaser trailer. Oh, yeah, uh, has premiered and which is good because it's we're kind of right at the end of Picard mm-hmm. here so it's nice to know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any specific notes about this one because it being a teaser trailer you get bits and pieces of a lot of different well, things in this. The, the only notes I had was it looked like fun. It looked like it looked it was uh, it was um going to be a lot of fun to watch. You know because it looked a little not lighthearted but it just kind of looked um it looked a little more fun instead of heavy. Which, a, as we know, can teaser, be... But, you know, yeah, it's a teaser so that we might not... Well, although there's, there's at least one scene where we see, if it's not a Gorn, it's some other creature that's in a very threatening with a big oh. open jaw. And Spock, uh, and Spock drinking with the Klingons. I was like, oh, Klingons, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Real, real Klingons. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, now you've got... You've, you're, you're back to that same issue oh. again, though, because now you have... Klingons that look like the movies in, in the TOS timeline. Series yeah. Timeline. So it's all. Hey, we don't talk place. about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we will anyway. We will indeed. <laughs> well, the part I liked about it the best was that we saw so much of Una. I wasn't sure how, how much she was going to be out of the season or right. not in the season. After all, they canceled number one the first after the first pilot last time. So <laughs> that was great seems, to see her back again. That's it seems right. like a non event that that she's back is just like, well, of course she's back. And then just, she's just in the dialogue, you know, having conversations with people. It's like, Hey, weren't you going off to be taken away? (laughs) Then again, we've learned never to trust the trailers farther than you can throw them. Right. Because there's one scene in there, which appears to take place on earth in Star Trek's past. I don't know the possibilities of that being a holodeck because we're kind of all over the place again with the holodeck technology on discovery. How does that translate? And I don't, I don't think it can be the holodeck because really you you shouldn't be that advanced because Riker was commenting about how amazing the holodeck was on the enterprise in the, you know, the original pilot for TNG. So I don't think you want to be, I think it'd be that realistic. So I'm Maybe guessing it's time those volume screens in the uh, you know loading <laughs> ah, ah. cargo bay with a volume. <laughs> they have to start but, somewhere. But was it um, not, it was it wasn't Star Trek Continues where they did the holodeck on the TOS era? Well, it's not it's not out of question to actually have one. It's just out of uh, you know out of character to have one that's really sophisticated because in the animated series they had essentially a holodeck 
Um, it was kind of limited in what it mostly was environments and not lots of, you know, people walking around or you know, creatures walking around. So there was right. an alien version in enterprise at one point. So yeah, yeah, that's true. That's oh, true. And, and they had to start somewhere. So, yeah. you know, the enterprise probably had yeah, a hollow, hollow broom closet. A trip enjoyed it. He did well. Just saying, too much. Had a little memento afterwards, but that's a that's another story. Oh yeah, I think it was uh, Star Trek Continues. They did. They had they had the holodeck and a was it Doug Drexler that was the like the Mexican gunfighter. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. that was a, right. that was actually pretty cool. It turned out all right. Well, speaking about cool things that are kind of out of left field, uh, Craig, you've got the next story. All right, so. Really not related, well, sort of related to Star Trek. Uh, the The Galaxy Quest series is in early development, and this time it's at Paramount+. Plus. Variety has reported that Paramount+, Plus and Paramount Television Studios are in the early, early stages of adopting, of adapting, excuse me, the cult classic comedy into a television show. At this time, the only member of the creative team actually, uh, officially attached to it is Mark Johnson, who produced the original film and would serve as an executive producer on the potential series. Paramount Television Series and Paramount Plus declined to comment. Uh, this is the latest attempt to adapt Galaxy Quest to the small screen. It was previously reported in 2015 that Amazon was developing the series uh, version and would have reunited, reunited the entire film's cast, but the plans ended up uh, stopping uh, upon the death of Alan Rickman, which is still too soon. Uh, there have been uh, there have since been various writers attached to the project, though none of the versions have ultimately gone forward anywhere. This almost feels like a conflict of interest with Paramount. <laughs> yeah, I, I <laughs> a little bit. Yep. I, I yeah, I don't know exactly what to make of it. I mean, if the studio that makes the original is also making its own parody of it, or are they going to fight over guest stars? What's going <laughs> to yeah? Cross promotion, and then like Chris Pine to guest star on it. No, that would that that no, that's crossing too many streams at once. I can't even imagine it. Crossovers. No. <laughs> that's right. We'll we'll have we'll have a Mariner and Bournemouth. Yeah, I was gonna say Tawny Newsom will show fine. up. <laughs> what could possibly yeah. go wrong? You want a comedy, Captain, Captain? We have we're we're detecting a Federation ship entering space, and it's like the uh, the Cerritos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't know what to make of it, but you know, maybe they're seeing this as well. If somebody else can, can be doing um, the Orville, why can't we do galaxy quest? Maybe, maybe they'll pick up the Orville Paramount plus. Yeah, maybe so. That, okay. But, now that's really messing with my mind. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. I had something on top of my head. You were going to say Studebaker and I have no idea why. Yeah, that's right. Um. Ah, Hashtag. Remember. I'm. I'm. I would actually. <laughs> I. I loved Galaxy Quest. I don't know about you guys, but I. I'd love to see it turn into a series. I'm not sure how they would do it as a series, but if I did it, if they did it as a series, I got to see at least a couple episodes where they flash back to when they were filming. Yeah. Know, episode X Y Z, and it looks like you know they're on the cardboard sets, you know. Jumping around. Well, you know, it'd be curious how they do it if they st- keep it very meta or actually dive in and and right. Go that's actual, you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do a prequel because right. that's what you do. 
That is what you do. The technology, it's all different now. Yeah, well, you know, there, there you go. I thought it was hilarious when they, back in the day, which it was kind of uh, groundbreaking a little bit when they were promoting the film. They had that fan website where the guy had been reviewing all the episodes and um, where it looked like somebody's website where they've been <laughs> reviewing all the episodes of Galaxy Quest. Viral yeah. marketing. Now, I kept, I remember thinking to myself, did I miss something? Why would I miss that show? Yeah. <laughs> How, that's in my wheelhouse. Where, where, how'd I miss that? It was on UHF. You, you, yeah. you couldn't pick it up everywhere. Oh, okay. Maybe. All right. Point. And we're going to skip news from Vulcan, Alberta, Canada, because we have so much else going on. We will you get know, back. Clinton, you know, somebody cut Vulcan news too. Oh. Hey, you know, somebody had cut their lawn. I well, I actually did have a story, but we don't have time for it. We gotta we gotta no. keep moving. We'll we'll, right. we'll cover that next time around. Now we've only had a chance to talk about a few stories, but we have links to 43 additional stories broken out by series, movies, and other categories. And you can find them in the show notes for episode 136 over at the topic is trek.com. All right. That said, it's time for my favorite part of the show, and that's where I get to say <clears throat> goodbye, Charlie. I want to stay, 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 stay. We don't want you to, 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 yeah. to, to. Thank God he's off our ship. Oh. All right. That guy all the time. It's time to head out on our main mission with an appropriate sound effect. Oh, how's this one? you mumbling about exactly Eric. we have no idea what we're talking about <laughs> at all but we do know that as we mentioned at the top of the show spoiler alert because we are going to be talking about episodes nine and ten of season three of picard vox and the last generation which sounds very ominous, doesn't it? The last generation. Did you notice Vox had like a little tilde on it? Like Vox. on my slide? Yes, I did. Isn't that cool? Actually, I kept thinking when I saw that, I was thinking Vox as in like a... The Klingon? You know, Tyler, Tyler yeah. the Klingon, yeah. Vox. Yeah, that was his episode, all, entirely written by him. All right. Why don't we uh, start right. off? We'll have, we'll have Gary uh, read the... We don't have a, a an episode description because we got to get right into it. But uh, Gary, can you give us a, just a little bit of the credit part of this episode, the first one? Sure, can. We're talking. We're starting off with season three of Picard, episode nine, Fox, written by Sean Tretta and Kylie Rossiter, and directed by our, our new favorite director, Terry Metalis. Yeah, he's got his own planet, his own his own solar yeah. system. Jonathan is hurt. My goodness. Uh, well, I, I love Mr. Freaks <laughs> very much. And uh, I was even trapped in an elevator one time with him. But I still like Terry. Terry's work now. <laughs> Wait, you are, right. you are trapped in an elevator with him? Yes. My wife set me up. We were at Dragon Con. I was standing, standing, looking forward in the elevator. And my wife says, oh, hey, Gary, who's your favorite actor is from Star Trek? Oh, no. And I Brent said, Spider's well, great. I said, you know, I really, you know, Shatner's always been a favorite of mine. She's like, yeah, but who else? Who from that other show? <laughs> that other oh, show? I said, 
I said, there's so there's so many talented ones. She's Avery like, Brooks? I was weird. I said, oh, he's pretty good. And then I turn around and Franks is right behind me. And he's just smirking. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That set me up. Yeah, set me up. He says Shatner, huh? Oh, okay. There we go. And he stabbed me in the back with a mechlet. <laughs> yeah. You can feel his glare. No. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. Uh, first, we'll talk about, uh, we're going to try to talk about the various points in the episode. And the first one, we'll start right off with the red door and the red vine. So we finally, after eight episodes, start to tie some of these things together and we find out roughly, I don't know if we really ever actually put the nail in it that these vines are connections. These vines are reminiscent of the vine sea encountered on the planet, uh, the Arboretum, um, that they, uh, I think Troy says that they're, they remind her of, you know, neurons just all all sorts of things. It reminded me of weeds. <laughs> it's like just crawling yeah. all over the place. Okay. <clears throat> Somebody needs to clean up the ship. Look at that. Yeah. Um, but uh, Troy says, you know, you don't have to worry that uh, I'm I'm with you and, you know, you're not alone. And do you mind if I open up the door? And by this point, he's suddenly raring to go on this, which should be a kind of a, a giveaway that something is is going on here because he seems really, really anxious to be doing this. So Troy opens the door. And when she does, she does what any good counselor does. She gets up and runs out of the room. Right. Wow. Yeah. It was a Chuck E. Cheese pizza time theater piano playing concert. I'm out of here. I'm scared. We're not. We're not. I'm not with you. I'm sorry. During this, this trying moment. <laughs> I mean, I had a real problem with that. I I really did that. You know, she's encountered the board before. She's a professional. She knows what a a counselor should and shouldn't do. Even if it's, and I was having this conversation with my wife, Bonnie, even if it's a case where she quickly backs out of it and says, you have to excuse me. I'll be right back. Right. Don't just run out of the room. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I never remember her abilities being like almost full telepathy. I thought it was still that emotional. She could just feel what they feel, what they were feeling like anger, frustration, not able to actually get into the, like, yeah, this was more Vulcan ish. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's I mean, picked up skills over the last 20 years. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. It. Everybody's got new skills. Apparently we'll talk more about that, that later. Yeah. I mean that, that could, that could very well be, but she goes now, the other thing I thought was odd is it's the counselor's quarters, right? She goes running out. Why does the door close on Jack? I didn't, I didn't understand that either. He's just like, he doesn't chase after her because the door closes her, on She was him. using her telepathy. Close the door. Close the door. Oh, now she's got okay. Jedi mind powers. Great, Craig. Lockdown mode. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going. And he's so bad as I walk out, it's going to lock it down because he's nuts. <laughs> Right. I see. It knows all. It sees yep. all. Then we get uh, one of the most critical parts as they reveal what she saw. And they say, the Borg, we haven't heard about them in over a decade. And and Picard at that point should go, um Season well, actually, two? Hello? <laughs> okay. Season one? That's oh. that's my whole 
issue with this episode, and I was talking about this last week with uh, Crazy Joe and some of his friends, and they said, oh, that's explained in episode four when Shaw is doing his reveal of, you know, why he so doesn't like Picard and all this stuff about Wolf 359, and he says this line, and this is all there is to go on, forget about uh, the Stargazer, the real Borg are still out there. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. These That's supposed to These absolve this whole plot uh, discontinuity? Gerardi yeah, and her Borg are from a different time era. So, yeah, it's still the Borg to me. Yeah. And they're still there. Well, you know you know what they're reminding me of immediately? And I mentioned it on this show before. Remember on, at the end of Star Trek V when they're all drinking and hanging out with the Klingons? And then the, in an episode, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the uh, number seven, the Undiscovered Country. They mm-hmm. are not, not six was seven. undiscovered country. Undiscovered country. They start. They're like, uh, um, wow, we've never been this close. I'm like, even though they're drinking with them. them. Well, yeah, they, they and in the original series they were chatting it up on you know yeah. on K seven they but, were you know I can I can give a little forgiveness there because different writers years between production cycles. This was done pretty much in a bottle. You know, everything was conceived end to end on three seasons. Why would you say that or not have somebody respond, hey, you know, maybe they're friends of Dr. Gerardi, Borg Queen now. You know, some sort of connection to what just happened, not just go, oh, yeah, yeah over a decade. Yeah. Maybe. Especially when two and three were filmed back to back with each other. <laughs> right. Know? It's not like there was a gap. Yeah. Right, because you can you can understand why Beverly might not know because she hasn't been in the loop, but Picard knows full well. It's almost like, why did you put the line in to begin with? Because then you have to try to figure yeah. out how that he given it. I'm, work, I'm not satisfied with that. But we we go through the explanation here of they suddenly realize that. This is not something that's, <clears throat> excuse me, mechanical, that it's organic, that it's somehow something that Jean-Luc passed on, that he had received while being Locutus, that he didn't have aromatic syndrome. He actually had, that was just like a side effect of what had actually happened to him. But I thought it was interesting that that's all like put together in like a minute and a half. We, we, we realize this, we realize that we realize yep. the other thing. Yep. I thought it was a great retcon though, for the whole thing. I thought it fit really well with, you know, with this whole, that it wasn't aromatic syndrome. I, 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 I yeah. bought into it really well. I said, oh yeah. Me too. Nice. Oh yeah. That part works great. Yeah. Okay. So they detect a transwarp conduit opening up and please Clinton, tell me you got some screenshots of all the ship names laid out. No, <clears throat> Oh no. That was that was some good stuff right there. I mean, that was that was multiple freeze frames to go. All right, we've got some familiar names on here, but yep. then you look closer and there's like the USS Drexler, the USS yep. Akuda. Uh, wasn't there a Hikaru Surlu or something too? There was. Uh, there, was there were two USS Clarks. I don't know why, but there. <laughs> hmm. One was named one was after you know Admiral Arthur C. Clarke. And look at it. Right. <laughs> right. Up. We also saw the uh, NCC 1701F. Yeah, that's where I start getting into a problem here. Why is that? Well, the big so reveal at the, the end. Episode, save it for the next. 
save it for next. Well, no, I mean, uh, I was like, okay, well, I mean, I was, it was cool seeing the F, but then, of course, they introduced the G. Like, we got well, we got to see um, Admiral Shelby. Hey, and guess oh, what? what? She, she got command of the Enterprise after all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody, when none of them are around. And yeah. Riker's still a captain. <laughs> and right, I don't think Riker still liked her. Yeah. So I love I love that uh how Frakes played played that like sort of still hostility, not like bad, but just like uh, yeah. <laughs> when he was talking about her. That was that yeah, was they, a nice touch yeah. to it. They talked about that a little bit on the ready room too. I, I I you've got uh data consoling Picard. I thought that was a touching scene. Right. So first we have to we have to have Jack leave the ship because he suddenly says well that's all well and good but i'm gonna go show that queen a thing or two <laughs> yeah that's gonna work out really well so picard can't stop him and beverly can't stop him and he just walks his way to a shuttle because he's controlling the crew and we don't we don't really yet know exactly how other than the fact that he just does that type of thing and heads off and we have picard and uh crusher looking out and of course you know, Crusher is devastated by this. This is now like child number two, just heading off somewhere. And she said that, uh, I, I lost, I gave Wesley space and I lost him to it. So I kept literally, I literally gave him space. Yeah. So I, I, you know, kept him much closer. I and Jack and, you know, kept him close. And I think too close to know what was going on. Mm -hmm. So she's kind but to her credit, she says, well, Essentially, there's there's no reason to sit around moping about it. I'm going to figure out what I can do about it, which is good. And then we get and back Jack to Earth and see space fireworks going off for Frontier Day. Oh boy! Well, hold, 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 oh, did hold I jump your horses here? Oh, horse. I like fireworks. Remember, we're <laughs> we're kind of go kind of take these down the path of what's happening with the characters here. Gotcha. All right, so Jack makes it to. Oh, can we go back for just one second, quick? We we certainly can. We certainly. I just can. want to talk about Data really fast with that one moment. You yes. know, we've seen him goof around, laugh and cry with emotion chips and stuff like that. But the yeah. simple act of putting his hand on his shoulder made me feel like Data's finally achieved his humanity. Oh, oh yeah, there were, there were a number of points a, in both of these shows. Without words, it was such a touching moment for for that character to have sort of really. To, in my mind, gotten where he's always tried tried to be, and it wasn't yeah. one of these awkward, you know, mechanical pat on the shoulder. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it was. It was. You know. It was heartfelt. It was human. It would for Data to do that was you know with not being goofy or or, or like he even said he understood he couldn't say anything. Was, was really nice. And he said he couldn't. He understood that he couldn't say anything to make things better. Right. And I was like, yeah, okay. It's exactly right. But that right. was that was a great moment for uh, for Brent there. I I really felt that the character was just it, it sort of reached its fruition for me. Yep. That moment. But then things get worse for Jack because he makes it to the Borg cube. Well, I, I'm calling it a Borg cube and all my slides. I don't really know if we know what shape this thing is. But Yet. Yeah. We'll call it for argument's sake the cube. He makes it there, and he finds the queen was a very very familiar voice which kind of puzzled us all at the beginning not me and i'm like that has to be that has to be alice well it was nice they didn't show a face in this episode exactly they, they leave some right mystery. it was it was alice green uh, yeah I know. yes right yeah. she's credited in the she's credited in the end credits for the episode 
yep. as a voice voice of the Borg Queen. Yeah. Um, and Jack says, oh, I'm going to, this is a mercy killing. I'm going to take care of you. And he can't pull the trigger. And she knows he can't pull the trigger. He just throws his phaser down. Yeah. And she says, you know, just, just surrender to the inevitable, you know, my son. And he gets plugged in, plugged into the, plugged into the he board. He gets jacked in. Uh, Why do they need to plug him in like that? I just, yeah, don't they have wireless by now? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you'll find out in the next episode oh, why they didn't, they didn't give him the wireless password. That's <laughs> no, that's a, that's very very secure, very secure. You couldn't get to that. He firewall. is the Wi-Fi. He has moved up to G. Yeah. He's he's oh, hey. there it is again. No, what he is, is the access point. He's broadcasting to everybody. Oh, you got five gigahertz? Oh, I'm sorry, I don't have that. Hey, but by the way, did you not think it was a little surprising the phaser style he had? I didn't notice very it. Very TOS it, style. Yeah, it, it had a, a light like, on the side of it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't... You don't, Section 31 like, ain't going to be walking around uh, all covert and have a light on the side of the phaser. He borrowed it right. from Journey's Museum. Yeah, it's, like, it's like half TOS, half Star Trek V with that assault phaser. It's a, it's a nice sort of combination. Stole it yeah. from the museum when Jordy wasn't looking. Yes, exactly. right. Exactly. All right, so our meanwhile on board the Titan, they're finally putting all those clues together. They realize that the way it works is that Picard was a great receiver of Borg signals, which is why he was so useful as Locutus and why he was, you know, so easily tempted and, and could be manipulated. And, yeah, and that kind of explains why he was able to hear it um, years later. In the movies. Right, yeah, the even movies. after the fact. Mm-hmm. And that when he passed on this DNA, which has the side effect of apparently having the, the syndrome, that Jack is a transmitter. And so we've got the two sides. And that graphic, which I'm sure was driving us all crazy for the longest time, about what is that thing going back and forth in the end credits? We find out that's the illustration of Jack <coughs> Crusher and Jean-Luc in the transmitter and the receiver. And they then discovered that the DNA, Picard's DNA, the particular sequence that the Borg had implanted, was placed into the transporter system. Now, I thought it was odd that um, Jordy had no idea about how the packets worked in a transporter. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, everybody has a specialty, I guess. Well, you know, O'Brien was the one in the room all the time. Yeah. Where was O'Brien when we needed him? That's true. Well, he's, he's off someplace, uh, Deep Space Nining or something. Our prediction that Cole Meany would be in the series has failed. Uh, so that would have been a great place for him, too. Yeah. But we discovered that this code has now been placed into the common biology of the transporter system. And the way it works is if something is common to all the species, it just, the transporter has that piece of code. It doesn't try to get it from the person it just for for efficiency's sake throws it in and so, so it's not a macro okay right <laughs> yeah so this receiver dna has been put into every single person who's been through the transporters great this is where cut and paste really gets our yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> i got Making craig's shortcuts. i got craig's teeth <laughs> i'm okay i don't what's wrong with my teeth <laughs> Wait, they're doing all this and I'm still bald? What? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't hair common to everybody? (laughs) That's right. 
Well, Picard, you know, that's part of the DNA that's that's going I'm, through there. I'm not just the uh, United Federation's president. <laughs> <laughs> Big lock of hair. And they've been assimilating Starfleet all this time. Ooh. Actually, I thought that was very clever. With sleeper agents. That I thought, but well it's not hour. everybody. Yeah. It's only activated in the youngsters. You have to be under 25. Because that was my first question. I was like, wait, you all have been through the transporter numerous times. And then 30 seconds later, finally, they explain. Finally, it. old age is as a benefit. Yeah. And there well, were the some thing, great lines out of that, too. The thing I didn't look back to find out is how long ago had the uh, the theft been at Daystrom Institute because we know that the, seri- the entire series is a, roughly a week, but it happened before the series began. Right. Because you have to propagate this to the proper extent rapidly. Well, they said it's been going on as long as uh, Picard's been back, right? I mean, no, it has, would... to be, it has to be going on as long as they've had the body. Right. Well, well, didn't Roe know about it because she didn't want to get into a transporter? She so. suspected there was something going on with the transporter. She had no right. idea what. Yep. She just was leery about using it, which is why she took the shuttle. So I'm just saying it. So it had to be going on for at least a little while that she was already changing her behavior. Yep. Right. Yep. But it can't it can't have started any earlier than they got Picard's body from the Daystrom station. So the question is, how long before this week? Did that event take place? Was right. it weeks, a month? Years. I, I'm not, I, yeah, it was I'm hard not to tell. Sure. It had had kind of a Logan's Run feel to it. Like, oh, all the young people are in charge. Kill all the old people. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that the young and people are finally, in charge? Yeah. We finally yeah. get to zero hour. It's actually Frontier Day. Yay. Yay! Fireworks in Frontier. space. How does that work? We've been talking I about it for years. I have no idea. uh, Torpedoes. What I was looking for was to see if any of them kind of trailed downward because that would be a real tell. There's no gravity out there. (laughs) If that happened. (laughs) Yes. And and we have a fleet Admiral Shelby, Elizabeth Shelby gets a first name. How convenient. It's also the actress's first name. That's right. And she is proud to announce that the entire fleet has now been essentially connected unified together. yeah because that's a good idea and well, picard and Riker go the- hmm, kind of ironic that the person yeah. who was against the borg is employing a Borg philosophy technology well at first when i was watching that i went oh cool no wait that's not cool <laughs> <laughs> makes you wonder what your appliances and all your wi-fi switches and whatnot is going to do why do they want my dishwasher on Wi-Fi now? <laughs> my refrigerator is part of the board collective. Inter- Internet of things, my butt. Um, <laughs> so Internet I have a question, board. though. This whole thing of Frontier Day, you have Shelby come out and say, you know, this this is the 250th anniversary of the, the launch of the NX-01, which led eventually to what we know as Starfleet. Starfleet existed before the NX-01 made its first, set off in its first mission. You're right. She should have said the Federation. Well, the Federation wouldn't be because of this either. I mean, Archer was instrumental in the foundation of the Federation. Right. But also then, why would Starfleet be celebrating that when you've got the Federation to do that? So I think it was, 
again, it's one of those, if you just didn't have that line in there, yep. it would be so much better because I believe in even an enterprise, they kind of make reference that Starfleet already existed. Yeah. But you know, it was one of those things where it was an earth thing, but then it became a, a planetary thing. You know, it, they, even in some of the books and stuff, they have a hard time breaking down those early years because yeah, there was that term, but Starfleet became, you know, when the Vulcans came in, it still was Starfleet. So it, it, it grew. It like podcasting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Everybody likes podcasting. Sure. Uh, I, I have a, a question. I hate it. Uh, doing oh, it for 18 years. I have a question because I put this in here. Now I've, I've heard that Terry Metallus said there is no, reason for the pattern that the ships are making that it was just essentially to show how do you show a large group of ships oh you do this and i'm looking at that going i don't know to me that looks exactly like the you know the terran empire soared through the earth Oh, which, yeah, I guess maybe it does. Which I've got on this, you know, the screen is a slide there. You've, it's kind yeah. of hard to just, there were some, the there were, they broke into smaller groups though. And I, I but reconciled that as this very specific yeah. pattern. That I thought had it, was this, the, it was the Borg language. Don't have no, I just, I just thought of it more as, as they were breaking into groups, kind of like the Romans came up with the phalanx of, of smaller groups and you can move, maneuver those around without getting one big block of, People, yeah, in I this case, one ships. thing where big ships were in the center and small ships were on the outside, but I, I it, it was it was hard to tell. Some people are even calling it DNA fragments. I, yeah, so I, I don't know. To me, it just because I try to make sense of the pattern, obviously. I think everybody me, did, and to <laughs> me, it immediately leapt out that you've got a circle, you've got some stuff in there which would represent the continents, and then you have a downward. No, there's no up and down in space, but going through it, you have what appears to be the sort with a thick part where the handle would be, and it trails to a point at the bottom. And I'm saying, okay, that pretty much is the Terran Empire logo. So the board came from the other. I thought their formation didn't look like Riker's uh, fleet from season two. (laughs) Five hundred of the exact same ship. So yes, I was very happy to have this uh, (laughs) non-homogenous grouping of ships. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, I, I think it was supposed to be the Borg language. You know, they have those symbols, and they supposed to they look like that. Do they? Are they? Do they all have a circle? Yeah, they're kind of circular and. Okay. Yeah, well. Yeah. All right. I'm to... looking. I'm looking for a picture of it, but. All right. Well, I um, will. That's that's that makes sense too. That's good too. Do you need to write your letters in space? Like, point yeah. this planet first. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. like tagging it. Mine. Please stand by because we do, we do stand by and Jack has now been as, as Chuck says, uh, jacked into the machine and he begins transmitting. And as he transmits, suddenly all those youngins under 25. Stupid kids. Yeah. My notes say kids these days. Yeah. (laughs) My day that we had to be plugged in. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and the fleet is assimilated and Shelby. Oh man, I felt bad for uh for Jordy. You know, his two daughters were out there and they were caught up in it. Right. And there, you know, he, he can't really get to them because going to the bridge is not a plan, as as data points out. 
but they have to get off of the ship now because it turns out that they don't want to assimilate the people over 25. They want to eliminate the people over 25. Yeah, they even said so much, didn't they? They did. They said eliminate the the un not assimilated you know, unassimilated, right? So they're trying to get off the ship, and they discover that oh, we can go down to a, a, a maintenance bay and and get a shuttle out of there. That sounds great, but somebody doesn't make it. Ugh. Well, don't they get they they got a. Uh... Wasn't that heartbreaking? A distress oh call on the maintenance channel 99 Delta, which I think is a great name for either a band or a podcast. But was it the name of an Oldsmobile? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was a I Delta think 88. Dad, I think mom and dad owned one. My uh, soundtrack cover band. <laughs> that was a Delta 88. Yeah. I think my parents owned one and had an eight track player in the front. Oh, Wait, no, go. that was the flight I took from San Diego to here. <laughs> 99 Delta. It's all that and more. Yeah, so they, I, I was kind of confused because they said, well, there's nobody down on that deck. I'm going, well, the, the Borg are like trying to look for all the people that are that are not assimilated. I, I think they're yeah, looking everywhere. They're not say, very, well, we're not going to go to that deck. They're not very good at searching them out, are they? It's like, no. oh, just scan yeah, for life the, signs or something. Use the communicator to tell everybody to go to that deck. Oh, they don't well, have any communicators. They're not going to. Right. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't figure out, was he? trying to be on just a private channel to it's like a, a group chat that he had going on there it's like if you're everybody else sorry but you know we're gonna go computer send this on whatsapp <laughs> everybody that, meet me on 99 delta that's why Shaw probably didn't want to go because if a lot of people showed up you go okay you're number 10 oh no not again actually <laughs> when that when this episode came up and Shaw actually bit it i was like there are a lot of people that are going to be flipping out because we saw his reception at at the, um, on the Star Trek The Cruise. People, I mean, I, I liked him eventually, but I was like... Eventually, well, <laughs> Craig gets mean, on you know, board and punches. <laughs> we know at first you're like, I, I don't know, we were, we were, we were kind of like, I didn't know where he was going with this uh, this character, but everybody loved him on the, on the cruise. Yeah. Uh, they went nuts for this guy. Um, even he mentioned it. He says, wow, the love I'm getting. I've only been in two episodes. So far. You know, and then it, there he is. is. <clears throat> well, it's kind of the, the hammer effect, right? You have introduced a character to have them killed off and you start to really like them. Yeah. We'll talk and more then, about well, that in the were, next episode. Yeah, some too. of those people were, were, were hoping for a, a Titan show with Shaw as the captain. Well, you certainly didn't get that at the end of this. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was disappointing. I really felt they put a decent amount of time to develop the character and uh, just mm-hmm. to uh, waste them like this. <laughs> well, I, th- I think that as with as with usually a death like this, what they're trying to do is say, and the, you know the people involved with the show said nobody is safe. Right. So here you've now developed this character who seems to have been kind of warming to the idea that maybe these people do know what they're doing and so forth, and then you just. <laughs> kill him and whoa that was unexpected i don't know is something going to happen to, to uh, somebody else? all right yeah no kidding it was unexpected all right yeah as a side note the actor wears a shirt i survived wolf 359 yeah I'm very funny <laughs> i did see that but not yeah. a hallway on the maintenance <laughs> deck <laughs> have drinks together and who else <laughs> yeah yeah he was he was actually playing the crowd pretty good at, at, on the cruise yeah hashtag shaw was right <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> 
That's right. And we leave Rafi and Seven on the ship, yep. which is now officially or unofficially, because uh, Shaw gave her command of the ship. She is now the captain mm-hmm. of the Titan A. Well, the rest of them but take if- off in this shuttle, and I get one of my favorite lines out of Data ever. I hope we die quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's now, right. way back, way back when we had the first um, mention of this, I mean, I, I did a tweet about it, but I'm sure like a oh, lots of people noticed when Jordy and um, his daughter—I can't remember if they were both there—were uh, in talking with Picard, and she says, "What about you know Hangar 12?" I'm going, well, I'm sure there's the ugly, the the fat one is in there. Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, we go and we find the Enterprise, Enterprise D. D. And then I'll, yeah, a whole bunch of, we, um, oh, we we missed um, one of my favorite Troy lines. I've never been so happy to see so many wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. But yes, the, the Enterprise D, they, uh, this was Jordy's restoration project. And I, I thought some of my friends trying to restore old pickup trucks were ambitious. The, uh, he, he went to town and they had this, you know, nice heartwarming scene of, of getting on the bridge. And Jean-Luc says, I miss the carpet. <laughs> yeah. Actually being so, with y'all now right here, made me realize how much I missed the carpet. I was like, <laughs> Actually, where I lost it during this whole sequence was when I heard Majel's voice as the computer. Yes. Not how much I missed that and, and hearing that with ships. And when I heard her voice, uh, you know, activate, I, I was, I, I, you know. Well, Riker missed it too. Yeah. yeah we, we, we get a nod at the end of the. the next yeah. Riker episode. was like, oh, I missed that voice. Yeah. That was nice. Now, can someone tell me why? They yeah. have a whole bunch, a whole um, arsenal of active photon torpedoes on a museum at piece. the Fleet Museum. Uh, realistic? They're yeah. from, no, because if, if you go on board... War, hey, they're, they're relics from World War III. Yeah. They were going to convert them for fireworks. <laughs> for for nice, Frontier yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, every... Yeah, if you've been on a uh, decommissioned submarine, there will be torpedoes, but they're not active. Right, they're not active. These were active, clearly active photon yeah. torpedoes. Hey, Jordy, Jordy's down to the nth detail. <laughs> I did love that scene. Speaking of the torpedoes, when they they were flew across the Borg cube and they were shooting, um, they were firing phasers and uh, you're jumping and, ahead again. Yeah, I know, I am. But everybody looked back at Beverly because she was one at tactical. Like, wow. Didn't expect you to be doing that. Well, plus the fact that, you know, that is one of the few cases where, hey, you know, we don't have just phasers. We actually have photon torpedoes and we can use them both at the same time. Because there were several points in this series where fire everything was just phasers or they would just shoot a photon. It's like everything means everything as far as I can tell. And that's not everything. Soup cans at them. I don't care. Yep. All right. All right. Do we have any other thoughts or comments about Vox? What what are we rating this on? Yes, I do have a couple of comments. One at the very, at the, at, at one of the endings, 
There was like about three or four of them, I think. Uh, one of the endings, uh, Riker, Picard, and Jordy were standing on the bridge and they were like reminiscing. So, oh, you know, there's never enough time to uh, to talk about this bridge. And, you know, the three old men talking. But they were wearing, it said a year later, right? That's the next That's episode. That's at the ep- were, next episode. Stop jumping ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're right, right, right. Okay, I got you. Yes. I was going to say, let's let's go through. Do we decide on a... Um, a rating scale? Boxes. Boxes. Okay. All right. Sure. One to ten boxes. Now, uh, we'll be very... Sure. Uh, Whatever you say. Whoops. Bump the <laughs> Diplomatic, and we'll have Gary. You're our uh, guest. You get to go first. Well, yeah. Uh, just for seeing the D, I want would be tempted to go 10, but I see a few things that I'm going to do uh, an eight and a half. Eight and a half boxes. Okay. All right. Very, 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 very bold. Uh, I'm going to go around this way. So I'm going to say, Chuck, you're next. Yeah. Watch your finger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it very much, uh, but yeah, like Gary, I uh, found a few holes in it as well. I'm going to. I'm going to also give it an eight and a half. There were just a, a few things that I was scratching my head on going, well, that, yeah. And I agree. I'm also going to go eight and a half on it, that there are parts that were clearly fan service in all the right places. Yeah. And there were, and there were spots where it's like, okay, the, you're leaping through a whole lot of hoops to get to where you're trying to go to. And I'm not sure they're all sized appropriately for leaping through. I, I still have a sour taste in my mouth about, oh, the Borg. We haven't heard from them in over a decade. Like I jumped off the couch on that one. We've never <laughs> been so close to the Klingons. What? All right. And what about you, Craig? Uh, I'm actually going to give it a nine because of the whole reveal for the uh, Enterprise D. How as it was hard not to get excited when you saw that, and I like the fact I like how they weave that in. You know, Jordy's like, "Oh, I've been working on it for a while, it's a side project." And I was like, "Well, yeah, good thing and you just exactly, finished." <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what they needed at that moment. I think it worked out really well. You know, the one and, thing they they needed though, the one thing that they needed, a way to turn off the lights in ninety nine percent of the ship. <laughs> Yeah, it certainly Every was bright. Light was on. Oh, Every so, light. So they didn't match the aesthetic of the Titan or, you know, they wanted it darker. Somebody, well, that, that was just the bridge, but when the they light. lit up, all the all the window lights lit up. It was, you could just yeah. hear somebody's dad going, you guys turn off the lights when you leave a room. <laughs> hey. But it was nice. The D still had all the scorch marks from landing on the planet. You know, if you looked at the front of the dish when when they did the flyby, it still wasn't, you know, polished and you know, nice yet. You still saw the burns. Right. Yeah. Hey, oh, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Jim's hey, an old Jim. classmate of mine. Oh, is it? Okay. Yep. Is he? Is he? I'm sorry. Not yet. <laughs> what is going on here? Sorry, All Jim. right. It's time to move on then to our next episode. If you can, oh, if you wait. Whoop. And by the way, uh, what, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys are too, but um, uh, Michael and Denise Akuda, as well as Doug Drexler, they were gushing about the the this bridge uh the rep the reproduction of it oh yeah they did after, a great after job. the episode was revealed they were posting pictures of them all sitting on the captain's chair and moving around you know pointing out stuff on the i was like that is so cool they they really worked hard at least that's the impression i got from watching the ready room and everything else they I worked hard to make this just like the original 
I even saw a picture for the wood arch in the back. They matched the wood grain from the from the original. Pretty right, darn close. A lot yeah. of dedication there. <laughs> yeah, and um, Doug Drexler was pointing out that <laughs> on the control panels on the arch that they used LEDs, but they used them in a way where uh, they could change the color and kind of match the imperfection of the way the color looked before because they used fluorescence. I think they kind of right. had to because. You know, you know the fans are going to be picking this thing apart. Yeah. Well, think about it. They had to think about those things, like you just said, while they're making it. They go, "Oh wait, we want." The but yet, right you might, there. you know, you'd want a little bit of variability in there because Jordy's rebuilding no, this thing. No, what I'm getting at is they went through the process of thinking about those kind of iterations that you're talking, you're mentioning, before as they were making it, remaking it. Yeah. Right, and they Which they. I think if I recall correctly, there's like a little bit from different seasons of it. The, the the pattern on the carpet, you know, would have a it had like a a front section that led to the captain's chair before, so they didn't do that. And they, you know, the the placement yep. of the dedication plaque was from a certain. So I I think it was kind of an amalgam of the seasons. So and I know some people say, well, why didn't he? recreate the one that you see in the movies. And it's like, cause this is the one that he spent all the time on, you know, this is what he wanted to make again. Yeah. You know, and I, and I was thinking this thing hit, hit a planet, the saucer section, how, su- stra- how structurally sound is it? Cause it, you know, it's like a pretty bit. It's like a pickup truck that's been in a wreck. It goes down the road crooked. <laughs> it's like a bicycle. Uh, like we were talking about the other day, Chuck, about with potato chip wheels. Yeah, it's got a bend to it. This saucer section, section looks more like a Pringles. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Let's move on to our because we got a lot still to get through. Episode here. 10. Yes. Episode 10. Now, so, uh, you want to give us a little, uh, Bit of detail on this one, Gary? Oh, yes, I certainly do. We're talking about the last episode of uh, season three. Um, oh, the, the, last one tra- the one I was trying to skip to. Yeah. Written and directed by Terry Metalis. Um, we have the good, the bad, the ugly, the sad, and the happy. Take it on. <laughs> they'd waste no time. Like right. the, we, the ship well, we flying around the making the Delta, the, ba- the Delta Shield. And then they have the little like decaying. Oh like, yeah, it's yeah, that was a nice teaser right the out of the gate. There, you had yeah. to watch every second of this episode closely. Yeah. So I did, I did we like start off with yeah. yeah, we start off with a little bit of a recap to find out. Well, since not not a, a recap of rewind stuff, but kind of here is what's happening on the Enterprise and what they're going to be doing, and here's what's happening on the Titan and what they're going to be doing, and then we also get what's happening on earth and that's done via a very very special voiceover yes oh my god they keep knocking it out of the park with these guests guest appearances how did they get anton Chekhov? (laughs) yeah no kidding president anton Chekhov. he's not even born yet which which i thought was a great nod to anton yelchin yes to, uh, to have his you know Chekhov's son's name be Anton, which was really, really nice. And it didn't go by any of us that I would say a good 60%, because it had to be specific to the event, but a good 60% of what he's saying is lifted directly out of the voyage home. 
Yeah. Do not do not approach Earth. Yeah. So that was a nice callback there as well. Really, they didn't get Walter to just do new standard speech for planetary takeovers. You like that, huh? That's good. Yeah, he just went in the file cabinet. Went. It just. It didn't know what to do with the accent, though. It's like I don't know. It's throwing this accent in there. What is it? What's up with that? Oh, he's about his father, and yes, the accent flips. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A lot of fun stuff there. I thought that was pretty cool. You know. I was talking with Clinton earlier, but when we when we heard that voice, I went, "How would he be old and how how could he be there? How could this work? Uh, because of how old um, you know Pavel Chekhov would be." And it was like, "Oh no, wait a minute!" It says Anton. I went, "Yeah." And then I, I read that it was intended to be his son. I went, oh, "Okay, that makes a lot more sense." Uh, now this Instead is of, this is one of my first dings in the show is. They what? say if Earth falls, yeah, then everything fails. Like, wait, right. what? How? What about the Klingons, the Romulans, the Cardassians, everybody yeah. else? It it doesn't seem like why is Earth the linchpin to the whole galaxy? That just seemed I, off to me. We create communities according to <laughs> yeah. I think it has to do with the Federation of Planets. You know, it's like hey. You know, or, well, the Federation the can they... survive if we if, if we are the single right. point of failure for this whole Federation thing, we're, then we're in trouble. <laughs> we're in big trouble. Yeah. As you can tell, with no Federation, we're trying to kill ourselves because every single time someone gets on board a Federation ship, they get all the plans of the Federation. So, you know, we just got to, you know, all right. the Earth defenses. And where do they head? Right everything. for the soul system. Yeah. So to see those on display as well. But now we've that's where things stand, but what are people going to do? So we have the plan of action of what's going to happen. The, the, on the Titan, their mission is to disconnect from the formation because they can't really do anything if they are locked in with the rest of the fleet. Right. And then they I have like, to, do- I like on the L cars, kept saying uh, fleet formation, like a, almost like an air message. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Like an override. Yeah. We have yeah. to disconnect somehow. Not sure how we're going to do it, but we have to do it. And then the Enterprise D has to destroy the Borg beacon. And they've located Jack. And so obviously another mission is to try to rescue Jack. Well, they, they located a- the Borg cube in the giant red spot on Jupiter. Yeah. Okay. Now, which I thought was a cool effect with all the smoke and swirling gas and whatnot. But that cube had a lot of antennas, and maybe that's because Jack's a transmitter, and he just needs better reception or you know better yeah. way to transmit his message. Yeah. Uh, but I thought Jupiter's gravity is really, really, really strong to stay there in a storm. Yeah, and position. then later when it goes to pieces, spoiler alert, none of that stuff falls into the planet. Yet it can suck in comets from miles away. I'm just like right. there were there were a few physics things going on here in my head. Thirty six percent or something, and you're like, <laughs> "Hey, I did I did love how they showed the scale. The Enterprise D, look, the fat one looked tiny, you know, compared to the Borg cube. Yeah, I was like, because they backed off, and you could see it. It was like, you know, just a you can't see my hand. It, it was like it was tiny. too big to be banana for scale, so they used the Enterprise D yeah, for scale. That's right. <laughs> 
Because, yeah, even when they were doing the bombing runs, yeah, you could really get a sense of the, the size, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, oh, we will get to the, the bombing runs and so forth, but... The Millennium uh, Falcon, you mean? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Saucer separate, please. <laughs> but right. part of okay, so part of this plan is you end up having uh, Picard and Riker and Worf go onto the Borg vessel, and of course, everybody's really kind of hesitant about doing this because, well, the people that are staying are very hesitant about the people who are leaving. Data wants to go with them, and apparently they don't want that, that they need him, him on the ship. But Troy, really not happy that Riker's going on this mission because they yeah. essentially think it's a suicide mission. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It normally would. <laughs> but we get and, onto the Borg ship, and they're... No, all these Borg ships are completely safe to go beam well, and, and Yeah, you, absolutely. I felt like the writers were tipping the hand when... They're, they're exiting the bridge, getting ready to go over to the board cube. And Jean-Luc turns around and says, you know, it's been an honor serving with all of you. Like, uh-oh, yeah, that's never thought, a good sign. I thought that was some major foreshadowing. I was like, crap. Yeah. Oh, I, I fell for that one. Yeah, that was me. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly why it's in there. Yep. But it turns out that most of the Borg that are on the the ship are dead. Oh, I and as soon as I saw that, I said, I want zombie Borg. I, wa I want to see these oh, dead ones come back. Yeah. And Picard makes an assumption leap, which is turns out to be incorrect. He realizes that the Borg are decimated and, you know, he thinks he wants of all of humanity to be its, its new army but it's really, well, only some of it, actually. Uh, you know, we don't really want everybody. There's certain yeah. people we don't want. When Beverly says she knows where Jack is, and Picard says, oh, well, that's, you know, right below this deck and on top of that thing and over on that corner. Next to the coffee the shop. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, Riker automatically says, how do you know that? Yeah, I I, oh, yeah. I paused there for a moment to think about that as well. And then they give us an instant He's answer. He's artificial body now, isn't he? Um, does he still That's what I... Yes, we're getting to that. The, the artificial body came in a little later, too. Hey, by the way, did y'all... You guys notice uh, that when somebody beams over the transporter effect for, like, say, the Titan, for example, when somebody comes from the Titan somewhere... Mm -hmm. It's much faster than it is with the Enterprise D. It looks like it does in the show. It's a little slower. Not as quick as on Discovery in the future. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. Plus, you can just do it from your chest. Yeah. yeah. Well, think about when um, Picard went to uh, Starfleet headquarters and just walked into that portal thing. And just, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. So that transporter, they were. I just think, but yeah, I, I noticed that they intentionally made the transporter effect slower yeah. when they came from like the D than they did if they came from the Titan or something. Which makes sense, mm -hmm. indeed. And yeah, Beverly says, well, you are still maybe compatible with the Hive, you know, given your background, Jean-Luc. I thought is, that was a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I'm not sure if that would translate immediately into, I know exactly the layout of this queue. Right. But we'll we'll take that. Well, I think he worth. had some memories. I think he had some memories. Or he jumped on yeah, their Wi-Fi. Not on this cube. But they didn't say, I remember the way. You know, he says, right. you know. Well, my, 
my thought was he understood how they normally uh, organize themselves. So now can you tell me where the Starbucks is? (laughs) Yeah. It's on level three. You can't get there from here. Turn forward. Yeah. Hang a right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, on every corner of every deck. It's hard to miss. Yeah, you got to use a transporter. So meanwhile, back on board Titan A, we have we have a reluctant chef who's going to be piloting the Titan. His mother just had hip surgery, and he was. It, I loved all the excuses. Had to go back to the deli. We're all in a simulation because there's a chef character. I, oh, wait. He had to run the deli. What were they? Hello, were they children. Money from the deli. I guess so. I guess so. What and it didn't happen in this scene. It happened in the the next scene. But I'm lumping these together because we have this thing going on. We we have people that are bridge crew. You have people that are not bridge crew. Yeah. And you know, essentially, Seven is saying we have to go in and do this thing. Where we're probably going to die. And I knew that this was coming. From the very first episode, when Seven said, one day, you know, how am I supposed to, I was hoping that one day I could give speeches, you know, inspire people to follow me into risky situations. And here she was standing on the bridge, inspiring people to follow her into an extremely risky situation. Well, I liked how they they retook the bridge. They modified phasers with transporters. So if you shot them, they got transported. And they transported them right. to a locked transporter room. <laughs> so yeah. you just put a whole bunch just of. Just be sure to turn them. that transporter off when you lock them in there. <laughs> but before they can do that, they they have to try to figure out how to break away from the formation, because again, if yeah. they're locked into it, they can't really like do anything. And they realize now this was kind of a huh? Yeah, the whole idea of it being automated, and yet it's line of sight. Right. You know, if Carl was still alive, he would have known what to unplug. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes sense that they said auto uh, a line of sight because that's why the whole point of having Frontier Day because all the whole fleet was assembled. Yeah, but the whole fleet was supposed to be controlled automatically. That was the whole point is that, you know, one controls all or all control all, however it's actually set up. So just I'm, because you're cloaked or uncloaked shouldn't make any difference to where your ship is going. Right. Or or you know, if somebody has a coolant leak and there's a smoke screen, suddenly they're detached. I I yeah. the line of sight thing seems battle damage flying around, all of a sudden Little they weak. disconnect. <laughs> yeah. 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 Little weak. And eventually it doesn't work because the planetary shield falls and their cloak is down. And why is their cloak down? Because all those people they transported into the the transporter room and locked in there Got broke it. out and and disengaged or destroyed. Yeah, Jordy's daughters did, didn't? They, yep. Yeah, yeah. We're shooting it. And I was like, oh, come on. I I, I got I got to back up real quick to Jupiter. Okay, the transwarp conduit. Yes. Exited inside the atmosphere of Jupiter. So that's how well, the that's board got the there. Assumption, that's yeah. the assumption. That's what. They're saying whether or not that's true. Okay. That, that now, as Jupiter goes around the sun, is the end of the conduit flexible so it stays with them? Or do they just wait until Jupiter flies into the end of this transwarp conduit? Again, it's physics like a garden people. hose, you know, is it wormhole type thing. Yeah, kind of. Like the Barzan wormhole? Just you never know where yeah. the other end's going to appear. Yeah. See, when in Voyager, yeah, they were, it was, uh, it was, wasn't always fixed, so, uh. But can it move dynamically? Well, even the on the in the Kelvin verse movies, you know, they 
they warped right into the atmosphere of was it Titan? That was warp though. That's not a yeah. Con- they just yeah. They just that's appeared. not a conduit. All yeah, right. No, I know. Anyway, moving on. Right. We, we got the like we're said, technical advisor when we need them. Oh, exactly. <laughs> we we've had a couple on here before. Yeah. All right. So now we're headed to um, Riker and Worf on their mission because their mission is to locate the beacon. And they they figure, okay, this is not going to be too bad because, you know, these Borg, they're all dead. They were fine. They're, they were walking right. around with this sensor going, do-do, do-do, do-do. I felt like they were looking for Spock's burial, or his torpedo coffin. Or alien. It's right here. Being Ripley. Actually, they had some good banter going back and forth. I liked it. They did. Yeah. But it turns out that all the Borg were not quite so dead. Again, there was some foreshadowing yet. when Picard yet. Picard separated from Worf and Riker. You're like, okay, this is the end of his story. He's he's going down the path. So we're not you know, Picard's gonna die a hero on this yeah. mission. So Clinton, those Borg weren't dead yet. That's what I, that's I what got my zombie Borg. That was that was the best part for me. What's that? The zombie Borg. Oh yeah. As soon as I saw the desiccated uh, ones, I like Get, get, get some zombie Borg. Yeah. And Worf has out his sword and they're trying to battle as best they can against these <laughs> Borg and it's it's not going well and the sword is down and, you know, Worf signals for Riker to... Pick it up! Point at, point at the sword and... It, Whoa! This Holy thing is really crap, heavy. this is heavy! <laughs> yeah, both hands! He says, <laughs> the handle! The, the he pulls you know it. Looks, it looks more like it had more less mass than his... Uh, uh, Batleth that he's you know carried around on yeah. PNG for a long time. What's that a Maglath? They call it. Yeah, yeah. And he pulls a wild, wild west. He has a, a little derringer inside of his big sword. And that's where I paused again, and I said, "Should have led with that." <laughs> yeah, me too. And Riker was an awfully good shot with a brand new weapon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to uh, yeah. you know, uh, he says, "Why didn't you tell me about this in the first place?" To which. We get the title of our show. Swords are fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Worf had some good lines on this one. A little passive aggressive again on uh, on Worf's part there, but uh, swords are fun. Can I nitpick one more thing back on no, no, the ship? No. Are you no. going back? Are you going back to Jupiter again? No. We, yes. Oh, yes, okay. I am because uh, <laughs> not not the planet itself, but they were trying to locate Jack. And Beverly is has got this, you know, sonogram scan on this. Just show me all the life signs, and you get this bumpy chart thing. Now filter out for human brain waves only, and it filters down to just this one line. Like Jack has been plugged into the Borg consciousness; he doesn't have human brain waves anymore. How how did that filter work? Well, I have the feeling that his he probably does still have some because he's just entered into it and probably if you looked at it over time it was just dissipating so it probably was probably was not going to stay like that forever give me the well, freshest wait, human brain wait a minute. <laughs> picard was able to talk to him and coax him out of out of it so right but once he was inside i'm saying is, the is there was, yeah there was we got to look at what reasoning. the matrix I'm looks saying, like on the inside well, even, wait a minute i'm saying there's human reasoning still there yeah so, yeah yeah and yeah, like a, nine still had some part of her, the personality, even though she uh, was absorbed. Yeah. Another another plot complication. 
Picard, is, he, he, he can't unplug Jack, so he plugs well, himself in. Oh, we're, we're going well, to the, wait, back wait, to the cube. Back to the cube. Okay. Back to the cube, because the other part of this plan is, you know, we have the Enterprise D outside the cube. And for some reason. Not for long. Well, yeah, but for, for some reason, which really never gets explained that they lower their shields and all this kind of stuff. The, the cube itself. It's like, did the Borg queen do that? Did Jack do that? Right. right. Why were they doing that? Because it, it, it appears as if the queen has no use for Picard. So well, she's still got a crush on him. So, yeah, oh, I see. All right. But they start, but suddenly the, the cube, when all this other mayhem and foolishness is starting up, the cube starts firing at the Enterprise and, and they take evasive maneuvers, which I've never understood evasive maneuvers with with phaser fire. It's like, if you can be faster than the speed of light, get out of its way. But then they, they want to fight back. Otherwise, this is just going to be over really quickly. And Jordy says, well, I didn't have time to calibrate everything. Uh, you know, Beverly, you're going to have to do this on your own. And, uh, and she does. Yeah. Boom, boom, Beverly. She... <laughs> Yeah, again, getting to Craig's earlier point, she blasts the heck out of this and everybody turns around. And yeah. again, I pause and go, where yes. did she get this? And the answer comes 10 seconds later. I picked up a few things in the last 20 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. they they did make her a, a much better character this time around. She was badass. Uh, yeah, much more, much more aggressive. Yeah, or, or at least the initiating of things. Yeah. And yeah. let's talk about them turning the enterprise into the millennium falcon and flying into the desert. right okay what we find out is that the transmitter is in the dead center of the now this that's of course it the is. cube so i'm still calling it the cube that's fine yep and they've got to get at it and i'm sure everybody's mind flashed to one certain thing that could possibly happen and it did they fly the enterprise d into the Borg cube and through these giant hallways. Yeah. The part that let me down was I was expecting a saucer separation at that point because they had to squeeze in. So I was very disappointed yeah. we didn't get our separation. I, I figured can see that. We're pulling yeah. out all the whistles, bells and whistles that we would get I mean, back. That maybe Jordy, Jordy was a little gun shy about doing that because yeah. he just put these two pieces yeah. together. I just fixed it. I don't yeah. want to have that. I didn't, well, yeah, I didn't build that days. part. They didn't have those latches working yet. It wasn't yeah. meant to come apart. What was it? The Enterprise and the Syracuse? What was it? Yeah, Syracuse, yes. Syracuse, yeah. So, yeah, they, they sent, and I mean, we, we've seen the corridors in other Borg cubes. They're, they're not that wide. <laughs> so yeah. this, how convenient. It's big enough to, with room to spare, I might add, in most cases, you can fly through there. Now, maybe that's why they show how huge that cube is when they do that for scale. Well, the Enterprise, yeah. The and as I mentioned it's earlier, seeing bigger than war, than, uh, you know, uh, the, than the, during the TV series, it, it seems significantly larger for this one. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, oh yeah. And, and they made a point, like I, I mentioned earlier, they made a point to back out and you can see the enterprise. D went, went tiny as, as they're flying point. in. Troy says, why am I sensing enjoyment? And then you see Data's face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's right. Better than okay. that. So yeah. we'll we'll get to what they find and what that means in a bit. But first, let's head back to what's going on inside the Borg Cube around the same time. Because we have 
Picard finding Jack. And the queen. And, they, and the queen. It was nice of the Borg to let Jack keep his hair. There's, you know, not many Borg get that. Yeah, look at look at Picard. Also, he got one of those facial things that was very similar to Locutus, which yes. was nice to have you know, a family. They didn't have to dig out his eye. Yeah, you can have you can have your dad's was, face piece. <laughs> it was the it was the Picard uh uh crest. Yeah. yeah. This <laughs> this the yeah, this <laughs> implant belonged to your father. I want you to have it as well. We did clean it first. And, and we I get our first, me, but the queen was looking awfully rough. Yeah, <laughs> Ribs and all. This was great. Yeah. Well, that's why the other Borg were dead because she was using them to make her uh, better. Staying alive, staying alive. Those, now they had those... enough energy to have a transwarp portal hover over the gravity of Jupiter, but they couldn't go anywhere else to assimilate somebody to keep them alive. Nom, 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 plus nom. have a, plus have a huge cube that we've never seen before. Yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah. Lots of, lots this of questions. The part. Yeah. That's... <laughs> lots of questions going on there, but you know, Picard tries to, to, you know, give one to the queen and she says, uh, I don't need, I don't need you anyway. So you, I don't, not interested in you anymore. It's, it's, it's Jack I'm interested in. Yep. He's a cougar. Yeah. He's, he's saying, you, you know, you wormed your way into his brain and she said, no, he came to me. I went, Ooh, ow, burn, sting. That hurt. Oh, and by the way, I didn't realize this until Terry Metallis said so on Twitter, but, um, that, the face that Vatic was talking to that was actually the board queen. Well, I kind of figured that even though if we go back and compare them, I'm not, well, mm. I haven't done that yet. I'm going, I'm not sure if they really look that much alike. And no, where did, where did so. that tech come from all of a sudden? It was like an was Instagram kind of like, filter thing. <laughs> and it, it was a little convoluted to talk to the board queen that should have cut her hand off. This one, yeah. in the bowl, it, water bowl. It was, it was like, you know, one of those zoom filters or Instagram things where this is what I really want to look like. You know, this wavy, scary looking I, face. I wish I had a zoom filter, you know. And then yeah. you get the also, mouse ears and the pig nose. <laughs> why, why did she, um, why did she sound, you know, normal? at the end of episode nine. And then she sounds very filtered and very strange when we get her in episode 10. Bad night's rest. Uh, I guess so. She sounds better on radio. I guess. (laughs) Right. She she had a voice for radio. Okay. Well, I'll I'll subscribe right now. She had a face for radio. It's the one that's green, right? That's, that's the one I want to get to. All right. Picard realizes that there's only way to one way to go about this and he uh, plugs himself into the matrix this the is his of- this is his synthetic body how does that work that's another thing that i just went what no what nanobots do what nanobots want i don't <laughs> yeah yeah but we have then just this conversation between jack and Jean-Luc. I did like and that conversation. Jean-Luc is explaining how, you know, he understands this feeling of loneliness. He often felt that way in, you know, keeping people away. And he joined Starfleet to get a family. And he he ended up getting one because of that. But there was still something missing. And he didn't realize what it was. And it was Jack yeah. to have, you know, family of his own. Yeah. And, you know, Jack says, I don't care that, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like this is the place I want to be. You know, I'm, this, this feels right. This is what I was born to do. And he says, well, then I'm just going to stay here with you until the end. Yeah. He was willing to make that sacrifice. And I think 
that really pushed everything over there. Gizmog and says, you changed my life forever. I also like the line uh, John Luke said to the queen that, you know, how he'd been, you know, haunted for like half his lifetime. Um, That was a, that was a nice line. And he's, you know, that, that he's, you know, confronting it now. So that was a, yep. You should have said, you should have come back with, I told you the line must be drawn here. (laughs) Over here, here. Or is it over there? Maybe it's back oh, there. Where the conduit is, where the transwarp. I don't know. You got a lot of hoses. Let's pick one of these. Yeah. <laughs> we must go forward, right. not backward, upward, not forward, and always twirling, twirling towards the future. Sorry, Futurama coming in now. <sighs> then we find out that they get to the center where the transmitter is. Oh, I thought that's yeah. where the delicious chocolatey center of the Tootsie Pop. Well, then it's true. That is the nougaty center of it. Yeah, nougaty well. center. <laughs> But if they destroy that, then apparently the cube is just going to go boom. So if you blow up the big energy thing in the middle of the thing, the whole thing's going to go. Okay, but yeah, yeah, Deanna knows okay. you have one minute to escape. Hey, we've yeah. seen, where have I seen this At best. before? Where have I, I seen I, this before? I know. At least, at least nobody was like, ah, hoo, when they were. And Data's in his chair going <laughs> One quick thing I want to mention When we're talking about uh, Jack and John Luke As they're yes. going through that whole Borg uh, Consciousness thing All those geometric forms reminded me of The uh, the, the motion picture Like when you're yes. going through uh, V'ger yes. uh, A nice little homage Yeah, you, you, The way you said that reminded me of uh, John Mellencamp Little Diddy about Jack John Luke. I'll work on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll workshop it out of town. Coming to a karaoke <laughs> session near you. Soon. Darn right. I got a few of them. <laughs> so it looks like everybody's, they, they decide they have to blow up the transmitter. And Beverly means- has to push the button. Oh, the torture. Right. Well, she said she agreed with Jordy, you know, that, this, there's really no way to get around this. They're going to have to do it. So she tells, you know, well, she, they're willing to beam Riker and Worf up. And Riker says, no, I can't leave Jean-Luc. Yeah, what was that look on Tiana's face? Like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, oh, do, come on. It's got to do anything with it, get, getting out of making another pizza. Uh, you know, it's, it's like. Stupid Mzadi. Would you two like to be I- left alone? Oh, wait, that was from. I want to go to a beach and he just wants to die. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So just well, that just saves some airfare. Because <laughs> <laughs> they got a spaceship. They can go anywhere they want. And of course, data cannot locate anyone because the, the, all this interference going on, he, he doesn't know ed- so. what to do. And Deanna pulls another, you know, another amazing beta Z thing she not only can feel where they are she knows exactly where they are coordinate that's the power of riker's message to her i I know where they're at they're on the power yeah (laughs) she goes i know where i can find them i know where they're at they're on the board cube yeah i should have taught you a a different betazoid word they're somewhere over there how are they breathing when they could see the enterprise d could someone explain that to me i'm really it's like the force field thing very carefully they were lowered the force fields were shut off. Anyway, okay. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good effect, though. It was. It was a, a great visual. I really yeah. was. That was yeah. Oh yeah, come on when they look up and they can see the bottom of the ship, and yeah. they get beamed up and zoom away, going woohoo! And we have a classic uh, line for the board queen. No, 
Really? That's what you got? No. Yeah, that's what you got. Yeah. No. And meanwhile, on board the Titan, the Borgified uh, bridge crew has got to the bridge, and just as they're about to fire, their skin clears up. The Borg thing, yeah, the Borg th- uh, cube explodes, and it's broken, and everything just goes away magically. Thank God. And uh, none of the pieces of the Borg cube fell into Jupiter. It has no gravity, apparently. It's the la- lack of gravity That's of the really heavy thought there, Chuck. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, yeah. I did like when they got back on the Enterprise and they sit down and wharf. He's like, I'm exhausted. Then he falls asleep and starts snoring. <laughs> well, that brings up the next slide there. The epilogues. We're yeah. going to have, gonna have I, Worf going to sleep through these. Yeah, that was funny. I was I was like, is somebody snoring? And then he, he looked over <laughs> and he's like, Yeah. All right, so I want to point out, for those people who are uh, just listening, I have epilogues, and uh, this hundred is slide of them. one yeah. of, of, of epilogues. <laughs> there was still like 20 minutes left in the show. We know yeah. that we're going to get some epilogues. Yeah. So our first reveal is, okay, we now have Beverly's uh, head of uh, Starfleet Medical, and she's come up with a process that can essentially remove that embedded DNA Wait, wait, wait! You it skipped. Like you skipped Riker's voiceover. Years and come back as an active admiral. Yeah, that's not... <laughs> Riker's voiceover. He said, "Yeah, start age." Shall we say one? I went. Wow, that's pretty well, bold to reset the clock. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's gonna fly with with the rest of Starfleet. Oh, really? You decided that's what we're gonna do? No, I don't think you so. You decided for everybody. But so Beverly's. Um, method will not only do that but she's developed a second method so if something unusual is coming through the transporter we found some changelings and you're thinking shouldn't the transporter have always done that yeah something weird coming through you can kind of well that's what happened that's how that's how everybody got assimilated wait there's still more changelings i thought they killed them all off earlier in the season what (laughs) nope nope yeah, as a matter of fact, that's that's how the transporters are supposed to work, because that's how everybody got assimilated to begin with. But next we have the reveal that Tuvok is one of the people that was apparently the they they didn't kill anybody, they just kind of put them over to the side when they took over their uh they were um, impersonating all these Starfleet personnel. So Tuvok is back and fine. He's uh, he's he's good. He's speaking with Seven of Nine, mm-hmm. uh, kind of uh, talking about all the things that she did, which really were against the books. And she says, ah, it's fine. I'm going to resign. And Tuvok is hey, like, let well. Let me stop you there, Tuvok. Yeah. I'm surprised. Well. It felt like there was no friendship between them during that scene. It was, you know, I realized it was formal and she thought she was getting kicked out of Starfleet. But there was still, it almost was like there was no recognition of each other. Yeah, I I I got that a little bit too. Well, and as happy as I was to see Tuvok, I really wanted Janeway. Yeah. Did she say no? (laughs) I don't know, but that's. She's already been in one Star Trek series recently so so that's kind of it's like it's nice it's nice to see tuvok i'm glad he's doing well but i kind of wanted jane way for this scene but yeah that's right but she finds out that uh shaw was thinking that you know well she doesn't play by the book and she's you know argumentative and all this kind of stuff but maybe she should be yeah maybe she should and i'm gonna recommend her to be 
the captain of her own ship when we get back. And no, oh, I guess I'm going to do that posthumously. So I didn't realize that ahead of time. Oh, well. Good thing you recorded yeah. your uh, employee performance evaluations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's glad he was doing it, I think, while they were on the run. That was nice of him to keep up with his work. Yeah, it must have been, a, yeah, it must have been around <laughs> the same time. That's a dedicated manager, I'll tell you that's that. Why his, that's why he was in his quarters. Uh, yeah, he, he, he had his leg broken. He, what else am I going to do? Your what, ship what, is going what's down. on my to-do list? Oh, yeah. oh performance Hanson's evaluation. evaluation. Oh. Uh. <laughs> so, epilogue number three. We see on the screen stock footage. Therefore, the girl doesn't say anything. But here's Rafi is going to be reunited with her family. Her her it's a stock know, image son. Yeah, I thought that was a little. Hey, uh, that was the, that was the image that that came with the uh, <laughs> the, the, the photo frame. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know whose kid this is, but she's cute. Uh, <laughs> I I thought that was a little too quick to resolve. And then once again, ten seconds later, they explain why. Her son is okay with her now. Yeah. Because apparently they didn't do any of that stuff the last time it was actually all a conspiracy. Oh. Somebody right, somebody so- leaked the news and she's all over the news as a hero and the son goes, hey, I want to be, I'm, that's my mom. So as we're talking about this episode, right, at the end, you know, that kind of skips ahead and it says one year later. Is that, you got another slide for that? There's there's plenty of epilogue yeah. here to go around. So there's this says one year later. I was like, okay, and you see yeah. the Enterprise D and its place in the Fleet Museum. I was like, okay, that's cool. And then you see, not yet, not yet. There's still no, one no, more epilogue. Hold on, there's plenty of epilogues. Craig, Craig, one. stop jumping Slide ahead. One. He's just Mr. Run Through. <laughs> I'm trying to ask if there was any if you had other slides. So we're yes, only at an hour and thirty three minutes. Craig, slow down. <laughs> yeah, we'll get. We'll, I assure you, we'll get there. We, All right. We, Right, it, it, it's like Lord of the Rings. We have many, yeah. many to get through. This is the extended version. Yeah. The extended version. Yeah, feels because like our, it. Our, <laughs> um, our next one, which I have the wrong image. I think the I deleted the wrong image there. But we have we see data being counseled by Counselor Troy. And well, you oh, had yeah. to you had to figure out who because they did this this voice first before they cut the scene, and you weren't really sure who she's talking to. And they're like, oh, she's counseling. Data. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I thought that was a I nice review. I was so surprised at her attitude during in this. <laughs> the, oh, the laissez-faire. Like, are you done yet? I'm shopping she's on Amazon at this. Point. The vacation. Yeah, she's she's trip like trip advisor. Yeah. Yeah. But they're already an hour past their yeah, usual she's, time. She's browsing through the Airbnb places on yep. the different planets. Yeah. And apparently, she can she can share the information with her husband because he says, "Oh, is he still batting?" Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that wasn't very professional. It wasn't indeed. I think uh, Jack Jack was right. He having the Beta Z as the counselor brings in all kinds of uh, questions about Starfleet. Yeah, she did. <laughs> you know, Troy was just weird in so many ways in this thing. The those extra powers. How she just walked out on Jack. How she's you know sharing confidential you know client uh, patient privilege things with with her husband it's kind of all weird in there for her there's no hipaa in the future she's been out of practice for a while i guess yeah okay epilogues page two yeah now uh craig we're at that scene if you'd like to talk about thank you all right i was trying to say i thought it was funny i thought this scene felt like it should have been cut into an earlier piece of the show because they're wearing the same clothes a year later than they were 
you know, when, when all this was going down. It's uniforms. I just, it's the same exact clothes. It's a uni- uh, how, That's why they're called uniform, Craig. They're all, they're all yeah. the same. Yeah, I, I don't know. This should have been the last scene. That would have been, as they walked out into the turbo lift, that would have I been agree. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Oh, no, but we have many more epilogues to get I to. Know, we, no I know, I know, it keeps going, but I'm just saying, right there, would I would have been okay. I could have walked away at that point. And and then when, when you hear Majel's voice say, shut down sequence commencing, uh-huh. it's like, I, I said the same thing. He's like, wow, I'm going to miss that. And then Riker says, yeah, I miss that voice. Yeah. That's right. Now we and come to the... Meant, he probably meant it as well of missing... Miss, missing her as well. Yes, so. that's yeah. that's exactly what that was a that was a shot right. Although to the he's not hearing it on the set, so he has to know that in his head yeah. that that's what he's hearing. Um, then we come to the thing I have the hugest problem with in this entire oh, thing: Jack going through yeah. start uh, uh, academy in a year. All right, no, 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 not not even that, <laughs> not even that, not even what I'm showing on screen for this part. Of the what I have a problem with is you have. A father and son who have essentially decimated the fleet twice. Yep. You're times. gonna put him on a ship and he's still gonna be in, in Starfleet. It, it, really? That's how that's gonna go down. You know what? That might that could be a play if they do Star Trek Legacy and continue the story. Oh no, yeah, it that gets could better. be a play on that. People be like why in the hell would you give him access and, to? And if and if there was a reason, it better be a damn good one. Because I'm thinking, no way, no way in blah 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 that that's going to happen. Right? Who right, is right. authorizing that? Who is who is fast tracking him through Starfleet yep. and saying, Jean Luc, uh, bygones be got, be got. It, it's be one got. of those it was nepotism. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the it's one of those uh, admirals that w- had the worm in it. Ah, I was really hoping that they were going to reveal the name of the ship was the USS Picard. That's what I, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, was I so was hoping for that. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I can, I could see why they went the direction they did, but I was hoping for the Can Picard. Someone well, to me, Shelby was coming out of space of space dock with what appeared to be the brand new Enterprise F. Well, my so understanding was later, how are we replacing that ship already? But my understanding was from something oh, I don't I, I can't know if I was reading it as somebody's explanation or if it was kind of wishful thinking the background yeah. that it was there ceremoniously that it was being retired. Oh, okay. Now I would have thought that would have been the ship they should have exploded and not the Excelsior. That would have yeah. been more impactful to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, and that yeah, would have made they, made the the they, G they, a they, more, they, more sensible they, name. Yeah, ship in the fleet, I guess. I don't. Know. Well, I was like, why? Why would they even bother renaming the Titan? Especially since it's already the Titan A. It's like, okay, it was, you've already got an extension. Yeah. Now we're gonna make a different extension, a different number, and it's already. This is the third remodel of that ship already. It's like, yeah, it's like Theseus. It won't die. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's like the Hilton the hotels. They're always at it. Yeah. Back up again? What? Yeah, this this cleanse this cleanse the lineage of this ship uh, name Titan. We'll get it out of here. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I should. I would have rather it been called the Picard or some or you know USS Picard or something. So we get on board the uh, jackets on board the ship, and he starts barking out all these orders. Yeah, it's like okay, this is really going a bit far. Bring here. me my and, coffee. Th- and I immediately <laughs> looked at his collar, going one pip, dude, one pip. Sure, it wasn't corn. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Stay in I your lane. I think it lane. was. I think it was just corn. Stay in your lane, Jack. 
Yeah, that's right. We find it, out- hey, by the way, I, I've said it before. That is a beautiful looking ship, though. Well, we talked about this. Uh, I think I forget was I was talking about this with someone on offline. I don't know if it was uh, you, Craig, about the fact that this is why they spent all the time on this model and not on doing anything super special to the other enterprise. Oh yeah. You know, right. everything was kind of poured into this because this is the one that's supposed to survive and possibly be a spinoff. It's the hero ship. Yes. Right. So, and actually I like the lineup that if they stick with legacy. So who is the lineup? What do we have here? A Craig? thief, a pirate and a spy. That's right. Rafi seven and uh, Jack on the bridge. And, and Jack is the special advisor to the captain, right? Yeah. And then the seven's counselor. seven's put He's on the spot. Yeah. She's like, you know, and as backdoor pilots go, it wasn't that painful. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it merged in pretty well. So, mm-hmm. and 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 you got a lot of the bridge crew that we've seen already on, on Titan. We're all waiting with bated breath to find out what Seven's signature phrase is, and we don't get it. I was so bummed. Hey, could they keep it as a running gag for the whole show? Yeah, that would be fun. Oh, let's start that with Craig now, too. Here with his signature catchphrase is Craig Step. Thanks, Craig. Anyway, yeah. (laughs) As soon as I take a breath and start to excel, and cut. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) All right, on to our next epilogue, though. We don't have time for this. Another epilogue. Oh, because now they're all in the bar. Uh, the the entire you know original ten crew, four. yeah, and they're intent. We don't see Guinan, although we make reference to Guinan. Yep. I know. I was expecting the camera to turn around. She's going to like, boot us out of here or something. I'm upset they didn't end up in ten forward on the Enterprise. But anyway, okay. Mm. Could have, should have. Um, and they decide let's play some poker. Well, well, I, I, you, did you catch Worf's reference to Magatu re- meditation? Yes, like, I did. That's oh, I want to know more about that. We, yeah, we've no. seen lower decks. We're not sure we want to know what's going yeah. on there. And, well, and no, then no. start off with a horn. <laughs> let's do one more toast. Data, how about you? Yeah. There Chuck once was a woman to... from V. Data! <laughs> Chuck, Chuck wants to watch the Magatu. That's no, all. No, let's not do that. I'm assuming the quote was Shakespeare. I didn't have a chance. I, to look you know, it up. I'm I'm waiting for someone to look that up, but it, it definitely felt literature based. Yep. Yeah, I believe it was. And it's that's appro- that's appropriate. We didn't get to see the big book this time around, but it was still nice to you know yep. include that. And then he whips out these cards, very unjean Luc like. It was like, who's up for some cards? <laughs> well, his life's well, been changed, right? <laughs> well, that was at the end of the. Um, and they all go yeah. in. They all Seriously, go in. He, wanted, he, he missed. He said uh, he should have uh, played more with them. But apparently you you get motion sick watching people play poker because this spinning around thing that just kept yeah. going and going. Even, I even like seeing them all laughing. I, and... I like that it wasn't a freeze frame or they went to black. I kind of liked seeing them for just a, a second or yeah. two. Yeah, a second all... would be fine, but this oh, was not right. a second. And, and the yeah, interplay all... between them, Worf going, I fold, okay? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. And it was fun seeing them laughing and having a good time with each other. And, you know, we see them at conventions in real life and they are like that. They're yeah. always having a ball together. So, I mean, it was, yeah. it was, it was it's nice. Yeah. And, and then we say, Picard okay, it's me. all over. Nope. And, you know, you know the blah, 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 blah. And then here comes the hook. three. What <laughs> the, the heck? Q. What? 
Q shows up and has a outfit still resembles that uh, court outfit from, you know, from <laughs> similar. Time. There was a callback right. there. Yeah, right. it has, like, a little star thing. And yeah, I got to tell you, yeah. so my friend, um, Brian, who I went to high school with, he was, he was a big TNG fan back when TNG was a thing. And so he texts me today. He goes, guess what? I just finished, um, uh, season two of Picard. I was like, Oh, okay. He says, I, I really like seeing Q around. I wish I could see him more. I'm just like, there he, he was on my screen just like two seconds ago. You didn't I tell him that. I hope though. No, I well, okay. I did send him a picture of Q. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> I sent him that picture. Well, I'm that's okay because he probably would have fallen asleep before you get to that epilogue anyway. If so it's, if it's, they it's do okay. a spinoff, I have a great way they can continue Q's character without involving John Delancey. Yeah. No, Donna uh, and I have been Burton. watching. There's, there's an. Uh, there's have a, Corin Burton show up? No, there's, there's oh. an actor by the name of Kirk B. R. Waller. I, I found him on the series The Chosen on Amazon Prime. Wait a minute, are you, are you in charge of casting now? I'm going to recommend this to Mister Metallus. He's pitching. I'm pitching. He plays Gaius, who's like the Roman governor of the area. What'd you say his name was again? Kirk uh, B. R. Waller. He. He sounds just like John Delancey. He, his character in this show even has that playful but dangerous quirkiness to him. Like, wow, he could so do... He doesn't look like him. I mean, he, he's a bald character in this show, which kind of would... You know, maybe he could say, I was inspired by John I don't John think he's Luke. got a lot of hair to begin with. I'm no, at him. but you know, just an amazing voice that sounds so much i close my eyes and i'm like wow that could be john delancey on the screen yeah all right well now we're, we're done pitching it's time to start uh, voting <laughs> oh what are we voting on there were so many things to vote with what would you like to the scale to be cubes enterprises enterprises sure because <laughs> we got plenty of them DEF. Hey, I, I know clinton and i were having this discussion earlier but Beacons. i thought it was appropriate that uh if seven is captaining a ship, it's the seventh letter in the alphabet, G. <gasps> Mind yeah. blown. But she's not captaining that ship. But, oh, wait. Yeah, she but is. You don't, yeah, but she you is. don't, you know, do you count the the Enterprise or just... Oh, that would be eight, seven. 15? No, six. Eight. It'd be eight. It'd be eight. Right. Yeah. But if you just count the ones with the extensions, seven. Uh, seven. Of not the other eight fits in there, but I was thinking that they're racing very fast towards J. But you can make the argument that well, that's an alternate timeline that we see on Enterprise. Oh yeah, that's J probably doesn't pancake doesn't necessarily have to exist. Yeah, I thought it did exist. Did it four hundred years in the future? Yeah, yeah, it's in the future, but it wasn't the alternate timeline. He he was showing us showing what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, that big pancake shit. I thought it was all yeah. part of uh, the temporal war, so I'm I'm getting lost. But I thought it was something that would happen, but somehow the events that are taking place in Enterprise are going to negate that future. But I think they're rushing the future because they're going through ships like water. Yeah. Where's the right. HIJK? Oh, we're already there. Yeah. Right. In in Enterprise alone, you went D, E, F, and G. Well, let's not go too much <laughs> in the future. I don't want temporal investigations in this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, it's fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Okay. Fair, let's point. Go. fair point. 
We are doing it based on enterprises. So, Craig, uh, we're going to start with you. Go the other way around. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. So I'm going to, only because I think they wrapped it up pretty well. Probably not as good as um, All Good Things. Um, But I thought it was was well done. So, and of course, as I mentioned earlier, if Terry Metalis's uh, TNG fandom is in ever in question, watch this because <laughs> he involves everything that you could think of. So I'm going to say, I'm going to give this a, uh, I'm going to give this one an eight and a half enterprises. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm tempted to do the same. I feel pretty much the same way I felt about the last episode. I thought there was a lot of nostalgia mm-hmm. in some of the right places. I felt like it kind of got, stretched during the 12 epilogues um and then there were some plot holes that made things difficult as well but overall i would say eight and a half for it yeah uh chuck i'm going with an eight and a half as well similar the plot holes i i know i picked on a lot of things but it did have some nice humor some tender warm moments some great lighting some wonderful callbacks there was a lot of good stuff in there yeah jupiter yeah Jupiter swords are fun. Don't get, don't get checked out on Jupiter. Yeah. Don't. So yeah, but there, again, there were a few dings in it that could have been a nine, could have been a nine and a half, maybe even a ten, if everything had lined up and we'd scrubbed the script a couple more times. But uh, eight and a half. Okay. And what about you, Gary? Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but as I think about it, I'm going with uh, an even flat eight enterprises. Oh. Um, there were there were a lot of plot holes. The, I mean, I appreciate all their ideas, but all these epilogues were a little were a little bit over too much. Yep. Um, and quite frankly, the uh, Q appearance, while nice, and I love John Delancey dearly, felt like a little bit of a cop out when they killed him off so well last season. Um, I don't think the new series. There you go, was- thinking linearly again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think they need Q to to start off with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. So yeah, uh, I kind I kind of thought the same thing. I was kind of half. Oh, cool. Q. Uh, half of me was like, uh, that's really? me at the moment. But uh, yeah, yeah. We'll see. I can understand the epilogues were ending not just a series but a whole generation. You know, that's that's significant. I'll grant them a little extra leeway on that. Mm-hmm. Right, right, but a couple of those were just series based because you know you have the stuff with Jack and Seven and Rafi, you know, and and Rafi's separate story. So you're trying to wrap up everything. Yep. You know, there was there was a point when uh, right at the beginning, uh, at the end of this and and at the end of the episode, I went, "Is this going to be like Marvel? Should I be sitting here watching all the credits?" All of a sudden, I was like, "Yeah, maybe I should be," because okay. they yeah they showed like. 30 minutes of extra stuff. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of the main characters though, were like guest appearances. Marina also guest Marina Sirtis and Gates McFadden. I went, they're the guests. Everyone except for us, uh, Patrick Stewart were special guests. Yeah. I thought that I think was, it has to do with, I think it has to do with billing and agents in Hollywood. So yep. uh, it's some Probably. sort of shag rule. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. All right. So I, Clinton, I asked you earlier, probably prematurely, of course, what you thought of the series as a whole. Uh, so all all three seasons together. No, this let's oh, just let's go with no season three. 
Oh, just Hogan. season three. Just season three. I I still feel the same way I felt before that it was a story that didn't need to be 10 episodes long, that there were points where it really dragged. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think if it had been tightened up an awful lot and there's, there are plot holes that maybe could be fixed in the concept and maybe couldn't be fixed in the concept. But I, I just, I felt like if this had been a seven episode series, it would have been so much better. So I, I, I liked it. But there were times it wasn't as bad as season one and season two with stretch. Um, but it just, and it did have a beginning, middle and end. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give it that. Uh, but I, I, I just felt it was too long. It was a little long. Uh, and there, when we, when we discussed about the stretches as we were watching the episodes, um, but setting that aside, looking at the, all the plot points and how they brought, Everybody together, including mm-hmm. the ship, you know, mm-hmm. I thought they did a great job organically bringing all that stuff together. Yeah. I There's a part of me that felt like when they get to the Enterprise D, there's a part of me that said, this is suddenly a fanzine. Um, I don't know. Yeah. There was just some right. aspect of that that just was like, well, wasn't this whole season that really, I mean, to a large extent, this was, I mean, this was a fan service season. Or um, you know, change where, lanes. You know, when they yeah. went into the series, Patrick Stewart sort of said he didn't want to make this kind of 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 show, and right. you know, we saw that in especially the first season of Picard. It was very uh, not TNG, and yeah. the second yeah. one didn't have a lot of that. But this one was all fan service, and yep. I guess everybody sort of bought into it after a while. I they did. Mm-hmm. This is their last chance to do it. No, I thought right. it was, I actually thought it was pretty great considering. Uh, like I said, I, I like how everything came together or, organically. The, why the characters are there, why the Enterprise was there, you know, uh, even how Data came together and he became more human than he ever has. You know? Oh, right. Characterization worked. My, the weak part of this was the uh, changeling sort of side angle to the, working with the Borg. I just, I, they didn't sell it well enough for me. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you, I mean, their whole function was essentially to to get Picard's body, and because it, it seemed like well, Jack was going to go where he was going regardless. It seemed like she really, the Queen wasn't worried that he wasn't going to show up exactly on time, right? Which is kind of weird. That well, why you need why are you rushing to get him there? Because you didn't seem to be that worried that oh, look, he's showing up just as the fleet is forming together. Wow. Yeah. Valencia Burns called us out. It looks like it says oh. it's four twenty, and y'all have lost it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Trust me, yeah. Trust me. <laughs> All right. Any more w- thoughts? Yeah, yes, I, w- I wish I wish Wesley would have showed up at least yeah. for ten minutes. Yeah, and no Barkley. No hey, Barclay. there was enough epilogues. Like Wesley could yeah. just and Leah Brahms and Reg and. Yeah, where's Barkley? Year would have came in for section thirty, you know, section thirty-one for a second or so. And red so shirt number three. Surely Nilix oh. is around. They could have brought him in. Well, at least we didn't get two Vicks, so you know, I we have yeah. to take blessings. We, we do, we do. You get you, you know, count them when you got them. And so. Cass and. <laughs> yeah, I was kidding. I thought two Vicks was going to be the villain. 
All right. Well, we should we should think about wrapping up. We've been we've had some people who've been watching. I think this entire time. Thank and you. Thank you so much. Because as predicted, this was going to be a very long episode, and I'm I apologize to anybody I tried to rush at certain points because I knew this we know how you are on forever. We know how you, you are, Clint. Yeah, yeah, yeah but <laughs> yeah. We, we could have we could have done like a six hour show on this, but we're trying to wrap things up now. So. We're going to refill the Dilithium Chamber and try to warp on out of here until our next episode with a subject matter we're still working on. So come back in two weeks and we'll see what we got for you. Who speaks for you guys as far as um, where they can find uh, Chuck and Craig? You didn't tell where they can find you. I'll save it for last. Oh, oh another epilogue. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find Chuck and I. At the Technorama Podcast, and just search for Technorama Podcast in Google, and you'll find us. Or even in, in any of the podcast listener uh, clients that you have, uh, you can you just search for Technorama Podcast, and you'll find us. Okay, uh, Gary, do you have anything you're currently working? No, on? No, I'm show? currently I'm currently unaffiliated, but I do get mentioned every week on the Technorama Podcast. So I guess <laughs> yeah, I could, uh, I, could, I, could, I could count there. But thank yeah. thank you for having me this evening. It's always a fun uh, talking about the about Trek with you guys. Well, thank, thank you, you for being here. And you can find me, Clinton, at Comedy Forecast, all one word with the number four dot com. Going to be releasing some kind of just one on one episodes coming up because I'm still working on the big story that will be released sometime soon insert date here we will we will yeah. see lots of work coming in from my, my voice actors lots of work to do on that yet but we'll superimpose may 11th you know right. <laughs> what's your birthday right here oh, no april this year oh. uh yeah if it's april i'm in real trouble because we're uh, april's all summer for uh, clinton <laughs> just like last year okay time to hit the theme boys this one if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend about it and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter at The Topic is Trek. Visit our Facebook page or visit thetopicistrek.com. Until next time, on behalf of Chuck, Craig, Gary, and myself, I'm Clinton, thanking you for listening. And as we always see here on The Topic is Trek, don't, don't put, on put on the red, red shirt. shirt. on a red shirt. Oh, well, he's okay. Oh, he's dead. Epilogue. <laughs>